If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. That scripture is coming from Matthew chapter 21, verse 22. Just a short, sweet to the point scripture. You know, a lot of people think, oh, let me just pray for a million dollars and tomorrow, you know, God going to bless me with that million dollars. It don't work like that. You know, if you believe it, you know, with God's timing, anything is possible and anything he will bless you with. So from the clip that I'm about to play, can you guys guess what profession we're going to be talking about today? All right, guys, so welcome to another episode of Girls on Another Level. Today, I have the honor and privilege to interview Talia, who is a filmmaker. She is putting in work, you guys. Um, I happened to come across a YouTube video, and it was like the Dating Tyler uh, series. And I was like, that's interesting, you know, getting the point of view and behind the scenes of what dating is actually like. So I looked you up on Instagram. I was like, I gotta talk to her. So I found your information and I was I was so happy when you emailed me back. I was like, it's lit, like we're gonna do great. So <laughs> welcome to the show. Um, thank you for having me. No, thank you. <laughs> so tell the viewers just a little bit about yourself. Of course. So I am a 25-year-old North Carolinian, uh, born and raised in Raleigh, NC. I transitioned to Atlanta, Georgia five years ago now uh, to pursue my dreams, um, full-time freelance. This is what I've been doing ever since I walked across the stage in high school, and that is to um, just pursue arts. And um, my passion is just creativity. So I initially launched as a photographer and that kind of grew into me being a mother agent where I represent models and different talents and then that grew into me doing filmmaking uh, which is something that I'm heavily doing now um, so that's pretty much like a little bit about me and my story I was a diehard athlete all throughout high school I made a transition that senior year into um, more craft related things more the creative side of myself and that's kind of been my evolution thus far I come from a good family two parents um I have siblings I have a large family I have support um so yeah that's a little bit about me and my background okay so I read a little bit that you didn't go to college so what made you choose not wanting to go to school for your passion mm -hmm. so um Originally, the plan was college, and I think at this point in my life, I can say confidently that I didn't necessarily choose not to go. I think college chose didn't choose me, <laughs> and um, like most people, you know, when you finish high school, what's told to you is college is that next step. So I had every intention to go. I knew that arts is, was my passion, so I was looking for schools like Art Institute or like SCAD, Savannah college and I was looking at what it was costing for me to do that and at the time my family just couldn't afford for me to do that and coincidentally like I had always been like an AB honor roll student so you know you live your whole life and you're told make good grades so you can qualify for scholarships so you can qualify for the next thing and then this will lead you to that and that will lead you to this and I did everything right and it didn't lead me the way I thought it would and at the time I thought it was all working against me but I realized now, looking back, that it was all working for me and that my journey was just always meant to be different. So 
I kind of had a self-reflection moment that first year after graduating and I said, I'm going to do things differently. I'm not going to rush and pressure myself to go straight into school because it's what America tells you is what to do. I kind of want to take this time to make a decision for myself that I feel is best. And if I was being truthful with myself, everything around me was telling me what to do. Family members told me what to do. And I can think of so many aunts and uncles and cousins and people older than me who have given me advice over my years saying, if I could redo this, I would do it this way. I'm in debt now for a career that I don't even love. I am waking up every morning to go to a job that I don't even feel good about. I have a degree that I'm paying <laughs> that I'm paying on right now that I'm not even using for the job that I'm currently working in. So yeah. just hearing all that stuff over time had me thinking, how can I not have that outcome? And I think it starts with this decision here. And I would be doing a disservice to what I know in my heart I want to do by going to college to please everyone and to look like something on the outside. But I would be compromising and I would be trying to go to HBCUs or colleges that don't get me wrong are probably great, but they weren't giving me what I knew I wanted. And I think, you know, a lot of my peers go to school not knowing what they want. So I get how college can help people who lack that structure or who are trying to figure it out, but I already knew what I wanted. So why take steps backwards? Um, And it was challenging. It was definitely a season of being alone because like I said, majority of people that I knew were going that route. And, you know, it just taught me early the strength it takes and how to go about seasons of being alone and how to feed your mind the proper thoughts because being alone, you know, initially doesn't feel good. It doesn't sound good, but it was a necessity for me to do what most were willing to do for a greater outcome later so to to sum all this up the reason that I decided not to go to college was because I started growing spiritually after high school because I was seeking answers from God on what's my next and though I didn't have all the answers I knew that he was telling me my path was going to be different and that college wasn't going to be that path and so that kind of started for me that next chapter to being an entrepreneur. I wish I honestly self-reflected because I'm currently in school now. Um, I'm a mass media major, so film, broadcasting, all that stuff. And it's like now more things you learn on YouTube or just by, Mm -hmm. oh, let me just take this sacrifice and buy this camera and teach myself how to do it. And I feel like I kind of did myself Mm -hmm. a disservice because I, if I wanted to go to school, I feel like I could have possibly went for something else because I don't get as much experience as, you know, you or other people who just jump out there and, and do it, you know, yeah. so it's it's been tough, but I have one more semester, so yeah, all yeah, this money has totally been put understand. into it. <laughs> Yeah, and nothing's lost. It's all in what you make it because there, I know there are some great things about college. College is like that unknown infatuation for me because it's not the route that I took. So I'm always interested in hearing people's stories and kind of gleaming from their experiences to, you know, create memories of my own because I didn't go to college. So I mm-hmm. think, you know, whatever life takes you, whatever route you decide to take, the moment you realize what you're what's going on is when you take back control so you know even for you talking about you know sometimes I I wish I had went this route instead 
the fact that you are at a point where you can reflect and identify what's for you and what's not gave you total control to know how to move forward you know now and even with colleges I'm sure you know whatever other experience anyone experiences you can always have takeaways from it that are going to be valuable to your next you know so yeah I definitely get what you're saying though yeah so since you didn't go to school how did you get your experience were you um knowledgeable a little bit about film before you um started your brand or did you have like a mentor to kind of help you yeah um definitely the driving forces to me learning what i've learned today is life application just trial and error just getting out there going on youtube being self-taught and mentorship those are the core for me and I do remember when I first started um, just locally, I was looking for people who had similar interests that were further along that I could glean from. And the first mentors that I ever had who are now like big brothers to me was um, two guys from my hometown. One owns a hair salon, but he did a lot of productions where he would put put on fashion shows and he worked with models. And even though he wasn't like a photographer at the time, because that's what I was really on pursuit of, he still did things that was in the realm of things that I still had interest in. And then I had another friend who also worked with models and he was a runway coach and he scouted models and worked with them. So those two kind of took me under their wings and we taught each other. There were things that I asked them to help me grow and they had advice for me as well. And being that they were older, it just kind of helped me be patient with my process and to not beat myself up because I'm fresh out of high school all my peers off in college I'm at the house trying to figure out what's next and I'm hungry but I, it's, just, it's a state of fear because I don't know what's next so they they did a really good job of just reaffirming reaffirming me constantly on what my value is it's okay that my route is different and you know help me where they could so that was first I'd say the next thing was trial and error. I just started shooting like crazy. I started reaching out to people online who I thought had nice features. And I was like, hey, you down for a shoot? Like, I'm just trying to learn. I'm trying to practice. Um, I invested in myself. I was working at an ice cream shop at the time. I would take some of the money in. Um, I remember my dad found out about a repossession company that sells products from companies that they had to repossess from and there was this Mm -hmm. photography shop that went out of business and that's how I got my first camera so we went down there and I spent that money on like I racked up on like two cameras some lights like all of that was like my starter kit um and then outside of that the biggest transition was then when I moved to Atlanta and that's when I was like okay it's time for me to get some structure even though I'm not in school I still need schooling so I started reaching out to people that I followed online who I, you know, aspired to be celebrity photographers, people who are shooting up in New York, you know, models from agencies. And I probably sent an internship request out to maybe five different people and only one of them responded back. And that's my mentor today who lives in Atlanta. And at the time, his assistant had emailed me back and said, hey, we are currently looking for interns. When can, when are you free to come in for a, um interview? And I was like, mm-hmm. great. Well, if I get two weeks notice, I can come in because I have to let my job know and then I can drive to Atlanta. And then they were like, oh, well, you're not local? 
I was like, I'm not local, but I'll be willing to relocate for this opportunity. So that's kind of what started that. I came for the internship um, opportunity. They said I had potential. Um, he told me, and my mentor's name is Derek Blanks. He's a celebrity photographer out in Atlanta. And he oh, told wow. me, hey, I I'll give you time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he said, I'll give you time to get back home and stack up whatever coins you need to. And then you can come back. So I did just that. It took me two whole years after that to get myself in a good place to go ahead and make that transition. Found my apartment and I've been in Atlanta ever since. So I know that everybody's journey is is different and yours that was a lot of vision because you knew what you wanted to do but for some people who may have um just like maybe this is something i want to do but they're not fully sure about it how would you tell them or give them thoughts on when to say enough is enough or maybe this isn't for me mm -hmm. yeah um it's funny because i actually had a girl reach out to me the other day with a similar question because she played basketball like I did and anyone that's an athlete kind of knows like when you choose to do that it becomes your whole life and the dis the the imbalance I feel that exists um with athletes is that it's implanted in their head that that's all you eat breathe and sleep but there's gonna come a reality for everyone where you can't do that anymore and it's not preparing people properly if they haven't had the time to think outside of a sport mm -hmm. so my point in mentioning that is she felt like she was at a crossroads where she's getting ready to finish school everyone wants her to keep pursuing basketball but she also wants to know what more is there for her and even though she wants the unknown she's fearful to let go of all she's ever known and i can relate to that because that's where i was at that point um i know to a lot of people i sound like extremely put together but i have daily fears i have things that i'm not sure of there are things i can talk about now that sound so perfect but when i was going through it i wasn't i wasn't sure of every step that i would get through and i think what helped me get through it the advice that i would give is to truly um, even though it sounds cliche, you really have to learn how to master the moment and nothing mm -hmm. else. You cannot dwell on the past and you cannot beat yourself up about the future. Um, neither of those matter. You can only work with what you have in the now. And it is going to be a process and it is going to be revealed to you. And that's how God works. That's how he worked for my life. So it wasn't mm -hmm. until I chose to master hey, I know I want to pursue photography. In that moment, I did the things necessary to do it. I did trials. I started investing in equipment. I started working on my craft. I started going on YouTube. And then small doors would open that would grow my interest in other areas. It would start showing me layers of myself with things that I liked that I didn't know I liked. For example, when I started doing photography, I was trying to find people to shoot. And I didn't know that through that process, God was showing me another area of interest I had, which was a mother agent, which is another stream of income that I have now, which is another one of my businesses where mm -hmm. I find faces, I find models and talent and I develop them and I get them signed to agencies. But that wasn't my initial desires. I didn't even know what that was, but it took me just wanting to do photography and putting all that I had into it and trusting that he would make sense of my passions at that time that that brought me somewhere else and then once I got there 
then something else showed me, okay, still making. So my advice would be for people to just master the moment um, and to take their life one day at a time and to be patient with yourself and to understand that as, as you want people to, you know, grow with you, you have to learn how to grow with yourself and know that there are constantly new things evolving out of you that you are yet to walk in and to know about yourself, if that makes sense. Yeah, it definitely does make sense. <laughs> wow. Um, so I know you've worked with Fantasia, New Edition, you've shot for Regina Hall and a lot of other celebrities. So what was your first big break in the industry were you already um did you have fashion prodigy already or Mm -hmm. was that something Um, that came later yeah for sure so the vision definitely came first and things fell into place later um being uh working with celebrities and things like that was always a, a desire of mine 2013 is when I graduated high school um, 2013 through 15 was my time spent working at like the ice cream shop, basically just figuring out life. 2015 is when I made the decision to le- like legitimize my business, where I actually registered it as Fashion Prodigy. I came in with the name, the logo, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in 2017 is when I actually moved to Atlanta. So the business came very early the business name was set in place very early and then it was just time for me to learn the skill set so my first big break would be definitely after moving to Atlanta my first year being there for my internship I was just grinding I didn't have cable wi-fi care about none of it I just had somewhere to lay my head I had enough to get groceries and I was going to the studio every day like it was a nine to five because I didn't have a computer of my own at the time So anytime I wanted to actually learn and practice Photoshop or editing or whatever, I had to go to the studio my mentor worked at to use his resources to do just that. So I would go into the office, I'd sit beside him, I'd watch what he was doing, ask millions of questions, take notes. I honestly, it was like free college. (laughs) And that's how I look at it now. Um, So my first big break was just him seeing my hunger and my persistence over time. He hit me up one day, it was around, well, it was in October. Um, He was like, hey, Ty, you free? You know, I got a client who needs a photo shoot. She wants to do a remake of the iconic little Kim photo where she had like Louis Vuitton stamped all over her body. Mm -hmm. And I was like extremely nervous. I was like, yeah, you know, okay, that's fine. Like while you're asking me to shoot one of your clients, that means you trust me. And then it turned out to be Marlo Hampton from um, Atlanta Housewives. So I was like, oh, okay, dope. So she came to the studio, we shot, and that was it. And that moment really solidified a lot of things for me because I had been working on growing a skill set. But I think, you know, when people think of celebrities, you get intimidated. Mm -hmm. And I think that at first experience really working with one kind of showed me, okay, Ty, you got this, you can do it. You've been shooting. And just because a celebrity is nothing different from the West, you know, you still yeah. retouch, you still light, you're still shooting with the same camera. There's absolutely nothing different about it. It's all in your mind. So Marlo was first. I think who came after that was, um, 
started doing behind the scenes videos for a lot of my mentors, photo shoots, that's how I met celebrities as well. Um, I started doing video work for Regina um, Hall. Um, I did a video for Sanaa Lathan and that went viral, which was pretty cool after she had shaved her head for that Netflix movie. Oh yeah. Images, <laughs> so I did the video for that. Um, did video for New Edition. I did a couple videos for Fantasia and that was super dope because she's like from my hometown. Well, she's from North Carolina. So we kind of related on that level and over time we got to know each other. We start having like video productions. She would ask if I could do the video um, content for that. And then I met Chrisette, which is has a wonderful spirit. Um, I did some video work for her. I've done some photo shoots for her. And I did a video for Carrie Hilton. Um, so yeah, the, the 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 list just started growing. And honestly, things were moving, but my focus was never on it. I was just happy to be doing what I love. Mm-hmm. It was when I start posting stuff like people I went to school with from my hometown. It was like, yo, you really doing it? And I I hadn't come up from air to realize it, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I think that's a good thing in retrospect because. I think it just attests to my motive Mm -hmm. and where my focus point was on just loving what I do and not on doing what I do to be able to show it to people and be like, look at me, look at me, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. So I heard you mention that you've done a couple video concepts for Fantasia. So how did Mm -hmm. you start exploring how to tell a story visually? Um, going back to my mentor, he, that man is a renaissance man. Like God really looked out for me when he placed us in each other's lives. And going back to even when I said I was looking for mentorship and how I reached out to like over five people and only one responded. Mm -hmm. I look back at that as just another divine moment where God knew who I needed to be connected with. Um, because when I look back at all the people I reached out to, everyone was just a photographer. But my mentor, Derek Blanks, is a photographer, a retoucher, a film director, (laughs) a film editor. Like, it's so much within one person that I wouldn't have been able to get access to had I, you know, fell under the mentorship of anyone else. Mm -hmm. So I learned how to tell a story, how to properly edit and come up with concepts from Derek firsthand. I remember my first day in studio with him. He was actually working on a Fantasia photo. Go figure. Um, (laughs) And so I remember my first production with him. It was for her song, Sleeping With The One I Love. And I remember being there and seeing that process from beginning to end, from the moment that the client called him saying, hey, we need a video, to him calling his team in and them talking about what the concept should be and pulling together the wardrobe stylist and the art director and all these different people that are necessary to tell a whole story up to the date of filming it and what that was like. So I think me just having access in to seeing projects from completion of beginning to end is what really set me ahead of the game to know how to do those things for myself. Wow, your story is amazing, honestly. Like... It takes a lot to have drive (laughs) and the open mind to even want to take that leap and that jump and show people like, this is what I want to do. I'm here to do it. Mm -hmm. Like, take me seriously. Like, it's, your story is amazing, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, like, again, when I, when I look back, I, 
I would say the same thing. But when you're when you're in it, I promise you, it doesn't feel like that. It feels very regular. <laughs> but it's just like it's just that tunnel vision. Like it's not till you look back. If if you stop and just look back at your own life, I'm sure. And it's like, wow, let me just take a moment to reflect on things that I've wanted and asked for that I have now that you forget because you're in the middle of it. You're in the midst of it. So I would definitely say that applies here. Like once you're in it, when you on set and there's a job that needs to be fulfilled, that's all that's on your mind. And for me, it takes weeks, months, days later after the project where I sit back and I was like, oh, snap, I need to call my mom and tell her what just happened. Like, <laughs> <laughs> your mind is on just completion at the time. So I'm definitely grateful. I definitely know this is God's doing. Um, so, yeah, I'm just motivated to try to stay on that path. All right. So let's talk about your baby fashion prodigy. Uh-oh. What was the motive in coming up with the name? <sighs> That's a good question. So, um, my senior year of high school, I was definitely transitioning from that athlete to a creative um, in all ways. Like, I look back now, I was like, I don't know how in the world I was getting up every day, 5 a.m. in the morning to put a full face on, child. You cannot get me to do that today. But um, I would get up. I was a thrifter, uh, like, heavily. I <laughs> love to mix stuff, um, putting on full makeup, trying these crazy hairstyles. Like, at the time, Janelle Monet was, like, my inspiration. I was trying to do rock that whole hairstyle she had where it was, like, a hump up in her hair. I would be yes. dying it, colors, looking crazy, wearing bow ties. But I realized now, like, that was me exploring my next chapter. And, um... So my point in saying all this is I was experimenting a lot creatively my senior year. I joined a photography club and I was just really into fashion. Like I was, I became the director over the fashion club that was there at the school. We put on a fashion show. I came up with a concept for it, put everyone together. Like it was just a lot happening within that last year for me in school. And so that's what inspired fashion out of my brand name. The prodigy part came into play because even though I was growing a love for fashion, Mm -hmm. that wasn't it. I also grew up drawing and painting. I also like photography. I also think about film and writing and storytelling and like things that I understand what they are today, but at the time I didn't. Like now I understand why I direct now. But when I was younger, I would just come up with ideas in my head and like sketch it. And I didn't really know what that meant at the time. Um, So I was like, what, how can I reel in my love for fashion with my love for basically everything else? Because I don't want to sound all over the place. Like the first thing I remember hearing after high school was you don't want to be that person. That's a jack of all trades, master of none. People won't take you serious. If you say, Oh yeah, I, I wash cars, I cook food, I watch kids, like, (laughs) you can't do it all. But I was like, but I promise you, like, I I have a passion for all of these things. So I was just researching one day and I heard the word prodigy. Prodigy, protege, tomato, tomato. And I looked up what that word meant. And prodigy meant a person or entity that excels in multiple things. And I was like, that's it. So that's how I brought together Fashion Prodigy. And that's what it's been ever since. Oh, wow. 
I love yeah. it because I know like a couple of people, <laughs> a few people I know, you know, they come up with brand names and they're like, oh, it sounds good. So we're just going to go with that. <laughs> but like, it's interesting to hear the stories behind people's brand names and their companies and why they do the things they do because it just shows more passion I feel like it's more thought out you know it's not just doing Mm -hmm. something just to please other people but you're doing it because this is truly something that that can connect to me and hopefully connect to others so I just I'm just curious to see why that was the name (laughs) but um you did mention, you know, that you like to uh, experiment with the Chanel Monet hairstyles and all the different makeup and stuff. So let's talk about your movie, Feminine the Movie. Is that a little bit um, of inspiration as to why you created that? Yes, definitely is. It's not my story, but it definitely is inspired by my story. Um, how that came about, like I said, I've always been a I've been interested in filmmaking, but Feminine was my debut as a writer. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, my first personal feature film. So the story just came from what I feel like I have fought for my entire life, which is being perceived a certain way um, that didn't give me a chance to vouch for myself. And me being that athlete growing up, me being the tallest in my class, me being the bigger best friend out of the group of girls who wasn't boy crazy, who did her work, who loved athletics, who probably was going to be hanging around the boys more than the girls, who just was different. I felt like my femininity was challenged so much throughout my life. And even now, you know, I have goals, I have things that I desire and that I want, but I just feel like I don't mirror the image of what most girls my age have ever looked like and so dealing with that will have you conflicted if you don't have the proper people speaking to you in in your life um where you just not sure if you're woman enough if you're feminine enough you know and that Mm -hmm. that's a lot of my testimony so this story was really inspired by shedding light and kind of giving a voice to tomboys who are always automatically labeled so many different things. Like you either don't like guys or you, you're too rough, you're too tough, you're not desirable, nobody will want you, you're not attractive, you're not a woman. Um, and I just kind of wanted to create something that would break that wall down and allow girls who have felt like that to finally have a film that they can relate to. Um, so yeah, that's that's where feminine came from. And the story basically is a story that follows the evolution of one girl. Her name is Jordan Clark and her on a pursuit of just learning how to love herself and finding love as well. So it's a drama story, but it's also a romantic story because we get to see Jordan grow up and meet this guy who wants to love her, but she has so many insecurities from what, you know, her childhood has done to her. She doesn't she doesn't even know how to properly you know, allow someone to love her. So that's mm-hmm. that's what the story is about. I love your short films. I actually mm-hmm. watched the the Perfect Date like last week, and I love the way that you tell a story. It's it's real. You know, it's like you feel it. Like I'm right there. Like the Perfect Date when they were <laughs> when they were dancing outside of the car. 
um, like in the middle of the street and he had to like lights on the car and I was like wow like you know like that's real stuff it wasn't something where you know for certain movies and TV shows it's like oh those only happen in movies or on TV right. shows but like you you give real life and I feel like a lot of people don't do that because they're trying to just give people a fantasy but I feel like filmmakers leave out the real life part like you mm-hmm. gotta connect it to so I really do really appreciate you taking into consideration when you yes. write edit how you convey the shots and the emotions behind each scene that you have so I just wanted to give you your credit you. for that yes I love it so so much I appreciate that so much yeah and like as a writer I'm learning like you never know how affirming it is for me when people get something out of what you did you know for me it's not even always everyone loving it like I just mm-hmm. want to create stuff that's going to convict people as long as it makes you feel something I've, I've accomplished if, um, if a person is feeling mad or angry or sad they didn't like it because of this they liked it because of that all of that to me is a win because it evoked an emotion so yeah Okay, yeah, because I was going to ask if, you know, what would be your one message to convey to viewers that see your work? What would you want them to, you know, think when I see this Mm. fashion prodigy production or the Talia, you know, production? Like, what would you think? So that's that was real interesting to hear. Yeah, um, my goal is to create stories, to tell stories that is going to bring a lot of different reactions and emotions. Happy, sad, relatable, daunting. I want it all. But the one common denominator I can say for every piece is that I want when people see this is a fashion prodigy story, production, whatever, you know that it's going to evoke something out of me. <laughs> it's going to it's gonna evoke some kind of, it's going to challenge my emotions and my mental in some type of way that's that's the one thing I know for sure that I want to happen for everything so what would be your goals going into the later part in this year when we can all reconvene <laughs> in public um but any goals towards the end of this year or next year that you're looking forward to accomplish for sure so the end of this year actually because of the response that we got from the perfect date short film i'm actually working on um an extended web series for it and we go into production for that this this june this summer actually and the first season is supposed to be coming out this fall so i'm extremely excited about telling that story Mm -hmm. um and it'll be on youtube um we're still closing out dating tyler p there is the episode everyone's been waiting for the actual yes. announcement <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's actually coming out the end of this month which um I'll be excited about that because then people will stop asking me <laughs> what <laughs> happened um and then you know feminine has not come out publicly yet we did a private screening but while that has taken so long it, it's it's taking long because we're trying to restructure it into a web series as well originally it was a feature film and now we've rewritten it for a web series 
So I'm in the middle of finding funding to complete production. And then when that's done, I'm going to, you know, try to shop it to see if it can either get landed on a platform or if not, then it'll be on YouTube for viewers to see as well. Well, So I will be there waiting. (laughs) Appreciate it very, very much. (laughs) So before we close out, as we're wrapping up, um, do you have any advice that you would like to give to anyone that's interested in photography or you know filmmaking what would you tell them for sure um the advice that I would give is really for anyone whether you are on pursuit of photography film or not and I know it's it's been rehearsed things that have been said but I just really want people to hear me because I'm attesting to my own personal story the moment that you let go of every desire you have every dream that you have for yourself and just toss it for just a moment and and die to self and just commit to God's will every bit of instruction every bit of guidance everything that you're not sure of he will bring clarity to that and when you have that clarity it's going to give you the peace that you need to be able to move forward in your life for what's next I believe that there is always going to be a chapter of life where you don't have all the answers, but you have enough answers to know what to do that you're responsible for doing. Let God Mm -hmm. figure the rest out. And I had to realize that for my life. And I was driving myself crazy because I had these dreams and these deadlines and these goals that I needed to achieve by a certain age and these things that I wanted and then it turned into comparing yourself to people and you don't even realize you're doing it and now you're beating yourself up. Now you're not happy and you don't know why. When you're not happy, then you're no longer motivated. Then just after a while trying to figure out what happened to me and you end up somewhere in life you didn't know you you were in that you can't get yourself out of. So it, it, it sounds very like hypocritical, but the way to achieve your dreams is to let go of your dreams because they matter but they don't (laughs) they matter but they they don't matter initially they're they're gonna happen regardless a lot of the reasons that we have this burning desire to achieve this or that you want to open that hair salon you want to write that book you want to do that that's god that's god affirming you right then and there that hey i place this desire in your heart I wouldn't do that to you if I couldn't fulfill it, if I'm not promising that to you. So don't even make that your concern. I just need you to get on the same page with me so that I can manifest this thing. And I think once I realized that, and it sounds easier, like of course it's, it's, it sounds a lot easier than it is to do initially, um, but I just had to let go of me. Like I was in a way. I was in the way. I was waking myself up every day like, yo, what you doing? Like, you got stuff on your checklist you got to get done. And it would drive me crazy and it made me ineffective. But when I woke up, I was just like, God, I know what I want. I know what you want for me. I know you're going to make it happen. Now, what do I need to do today? And just made it about me fulfilling his plan for me. Things just start falling into place like clockwork. So that's the advice that I would give. I'm definitely going to take that into consideration for things that I want to do because I'm always trying to do new things, create new things for myself. So I'm definitely going to keep that with me if, you know, 
if it's in his will honestly it's gonna happen mm-hmm. regardless so it's okay if you hearing what you said like it's okay to take that step back and reevaluate things or just take a breather because what's meant for you mm-hmm. will be for you like exactly exactly and with 100%. that we are closing out um if you wanted to give any social media or your youtube page for people to look out for you can go ahead and shout that out right now cool cool well thank you again for the opportunity the platform to speak on like i said to you before i feel like this is a much needed thing so i just pray continued success to you um i have a website where everything can be found www.fashion-prodigy.com um my youtube is the same fashion prodigy and my instagram is also fashion prodigy underscore or my personal page which is talia Brian. all right so it is now time to highlight the business spotlight of the week this week is going to go to a company called shop fab accessories so for my ladies who love to wear jewelry um this website has the cross necklaces, the hair pins, the butterfly chokers, rings, all type of accessories, you name it. Um, I've actually bought from there a couple of times and the jewelry does last, so I'm a witness to it. Um, but you guys should go check her out on her Instagram. It's called at Shop Fab Accessories. And you can also go to her website if you would like to purchase any accessories. And her website is the same as her Instagram, which is shopfabaccessories.com. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode and I will catch you the next time.